Previously on the Talon Mix. Zach, look at this cool rock that I found. Brian, no! That's an ancient Kryptonian artifact! Ah! Brian, I think I'm in your body. There's been a transference, just like that episode of Smallville we just watched. Also, my dick is enormous now. I was going to make the same joke. Oh, man. <laughs> and now, an all-new talent mix. This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete to see you all among the living you are listening to the talon mix a smallville recap podcast for people who have never seen an episode of smallville i'm brian here as always with my buddy zach zach how are you doing today i'm living the dream i i uh <clears throat> it's weird to experience this for i ooh, my brain is still struggling to compress right well let's bring people up to speed um in case they could not decipher our very clear uh previously on the talent mix brian and i are well zach and i it's hard it's weird it's weird to get used to yeah it's it's weird because i'm looking at yeah Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yep definitely zach and i switched bodies uh our consciousness transferred because uh, I foolishly was messing around with what I did not realize was an ancient Kryptonian artifact. I just thought it was a cool rock. It's really, though, when we're dealing with an episode like this, you should have known better. You should have known right. not to pick well, up strange spooky Really, rocks. though, I mean, what are the odds of the week we covered the body swap episode in Smallville? We actually swap bodies. <laughs> A real hum, a real humdinger, a real. So, I did want to ask how was how was Christmas with my family? Uh, it was good. It was good. How's um, Emily? Is she doing okay? Yeah, you know. How is she doing with the body swap thing? Uh, or did you tell her? It's you know just kind of just kind of keeping it kind of. She didn't want to ruin Christmas and everything. Kind of didn't want right. that that whole big complication. So I'm really just you know. Thankfully, we've exchanged notes. Uh, yes, to make totally. this as smooth as possible. Um, I was going to say, did anyone pick up on the fact that we switched bodies? I'm not used to the height thing, so I am stumbling around a lot. And I I, I have, thankfully, uh, dropped the... I When we first switched, I did spend a lot of time trying to get uh, my usual smooth, silky voice, my fantastic podcasting voice. Yes. Uh, yes. Upon realizing that wasn't going to happen, I kind of went up into like your usual like shrieky weird thing that you do. And then that was fine. <laughs> that was fine. Everyone just like bought it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so did, did you like at, at your family gatherings, were, was there any time where you had to think on your feet? Like someone was like, Hey, remember this specific family memory? And you were like, Sure. You know, there was there was a moment where uh, uh, my mother-in-law asked, hey, if you were doing like a body swap bit on a podcast and asked if you had to think on your feet about a thing in the moment, what kind of joke would you make? And I went, ah, and I ran away. <laughs> I mean, it. It's actually kind of convenient that this happened this week because I so I didn't have to spend time with my in-laws. 
I mean, you don't know anyone there already, so you might as well. That's true. That was very true. So, it was, it. you know what? They were lovely. They were lovely people. Well, they're not your in-laws, so. There you go. That's, that is the yeah. difference. Look, look, they are lovely people. I love them. They're great. I mean, they're great. It's still, it's still kind of a uncomfortable thing to spend holidays at the in-laws house, no matter how nice they are. Exactly. So, exactly. 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 It's it's, it's that's the natural order of things. That's the way it yes, should be. That's how it should be. It should be a little like ay ay ay. Uh, how was uh, how was my ho- my holiday through your eyes? Well, also, how was my dog? I think fed? your family might be racist. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. I, I should have <laughs> warned you about that. I'm totally teasing. Not any more than the average white family in America. <laughs> really, no, not really, not really. That was a joke. They they were lovely. Um, most of the people in your family are really tall. Like no one's as tall as you, but everyone's pretty tall, which is yeah, they're odd. Uh, it's it's a big bunch. It's a big bunch. Yeah. Except for your mom, who is short for some reason. Um, but like even the people who aren't related to you, like your stepbrother, your stepsister, your stepdad, they're tall too. What is I, that? I'm not sure. Um, the rest, I, I, I just, I, I think something about the transference has been strange. Uh, but the rest of my mom's family, have you seen them recently? Are they also, are they tall? Is it just my mom? <laughs> Wait, my, your mom is not tall. Right. But is the rest of my mom's family tall? Uh, no, no. Okay, okay. So it is a short side of the family, but still spit out a bunch of tall rows. My dad is tall. Your dad is tall. Right. Obviously. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said my dad. That was weird. That that was well, I mean, it's, you know, it's been a couple of days. And like, as far as I know, this change is permanent. We just have to be used to this now. <laughs> Brian, do you think we'll ever go back? No. No, I don't. They, they seem to figure it out. I'm just going to... Should I call you Brian or Zach? I'll call you Zach since we know. Like, we don't have to put on airs around here. Right, right, right. No, if anywhere on the podcast, we can be our yeah. true transferred mm-hmm. selves. Exactly, yes. Yes, me being Brian Mueller and you being Zach. Me being Zach Rowe, of course. Yeah, yes. Um. So... Normally on the podcast, listeners probably know that we uh, talk about kind of what movies or pop culture we've engaged in in the past week. Uh, This week, we wanted to talk about sort of, you know, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. We want to talk about the whole year in review of sort of pop culture, more towards the movies we tend on this podcast, um, movies we've seen this year. However, since we've swapped bodies, this is going to be kind of confusing for people just listening. Like if someone just tuned in, I don't want them to think that my favorite movie is the same as your favorite movie necessarily. Right. right. So Brian, um, being me, um, I exchanged notes with Zach and we kind of know the other one's opinion. So we're just going to act like we are. I have enough to riff off of. I think I can. I can fake a Brian opinion right. on on the year. So review. you, Zach, are going to 
you are going to represent me, my my Brian's opinions. Right. Right. And I, Zach, I, Brian, in Zach's body, am going to represent Zach's opinions for this portion of the show. Just this portion of the show. Yes. Right. If anyone listening doesn't have a headache yet, just wait. <laughs> We're gonna we'll get you there. Try try being transferred. That's a that's the real right. headache. You know, I thought that being transferred would be a lot easier than this. I... And I am I'm already struggling. Yeah. <laughs> like really hard. Yep. Um, <laughs> It'll get easier. Okay. This is our first time podcasting after being transferred. So, Zach, why don't you start and uh tell me uh let's talk about you know, you tell me what my Brian, my favorite movies were. Right. right. As if you're me. Just pretend you just pretend you're me. Sure. Uh okay. Um Brian. Brian. I did the, I did this all at at your in-laws. I can I can Yeah, right. you gotta be you gotta be good to go by now. I'm in it. Okay. I'm Brian. Here we go. Gotta say, first of all, I and like I don't have that much to say about it. I oh, man, I'm so good at being you. Um I don't have that much to say about it. <laughs> I was I was ready maybe for Avatar Way of the Water to like I was kind of hoping it would like enter the list at the uh, at the at the last possible right. minute, and it didn't. I liked it. Uh, I would even go so far as to say I quite liked it, uh, mm. but I would just leave it in a I liked it. I don't I don't think it's in my top of the year in any. Uh... Okay, okay. Would you agree you with wanna... that? Do you want to have the Avatar 2 talk right now before we do the rest of it, or? That's up to you. It's okay. Yeah, so I think you and I are on the same page with it, which is enjoyed the hell out of it, recognized the achievement that it is, uh, appreciate the achievement that it is, no regrets. Right. What an experience. Right. Um, And also, we're both kind of like, uh, didn't blow didn't blow me away right right agreed um neither did the first avatar i feel either. i feel very similar about them but like i enjoyed the whole time i was watching it i enjoyed it i mean right in, right until the last 15 minutes I, I wasn't like oh man this is a long movie you know <laughs> so and it is a long movie it's, it's a long three movie. hours and 20 fucking minutes um but yeah, just that like that guy knows how to make an action sequence. That's the thing that uh, bugs me, and by me I mean you. So there's something, there's a conversation around like movies like this, the kind of or this movie specifically. Uh, I think where where the general like conversation can kind of become like a deep story and character, good action for good good and for smart people and i smart people who don't like dumb action for dumb action for dumb (laughs) and it's like a well like executed action sequence with like multiple story threads clear goals and like momentum and and uh, like all level of like emotional stakes is incredibly hard to pull off and James Cameron is very good at them and that is craftsmanship absolutely it's it's frustrating 
it's frustrating anytime people lump all the movies or shows in a genre together. Yes. Yes. Like, I think people have that view of action just like they used to have that view of horror because most of it isn't very well done. Sure. Right. Right. So, but to me, that makes it when it is well done, all the more impressive and all the more to be celebrated. Right. You know, it is just funny though, of like, uh, I feel like there's this sentiment of like, well, it looks pretty, but it's, it's dumb, dumb for your brain. And like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm going to throw out there that very well composed images in a visual medium. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's worth getting, gaining some film literacy, I guess. Is that douchey? Right. Yes. I, well, I also feel like, the story being simple and to make no mistake uh, it is <laughs> oh ve- yes 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 but that is why it's so effective right right uh it's for a <laughs> like like titanic titanic real fucking simple story there too terminator 2 is a kid getting chased by a robot like right <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically a boy and his Terminator. Is that is Terminator Two? Right. Um, I will say my uh, my wife, your wife, uh, but for the purposes of this, my wife, uh, re- I like I quite liked it. Emily really liked it, and she was really okay. lukewarm on the first one. Um, for whatever that you know, I, I you know, I'm kind of I um, there's a. Uh, a bit during the movie where um, I don't think this is too much of a, a bad thing happens to a whale, <laughs> um, a space whale, a space okay? whale, a, an avatar world whale. <laughs> um, but so this is happening. Uh, and uh, my wife is for lack of a better word, ugly crying. Like I think something is wrong, ugly crying. Um, and like, I think something's wrong, like with like the pregnancy bad. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Is everything <laughs> is everything okay? Like, do we have to go? And she looks at me, it's like, I'm sad about the whale. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, Zach, my wife is emotional right now. <laughs> Her body's going through a lot of stuff. And that whale and seems it was sad. A sad. It was a sad part of it's that It's a movie. very sad part of that movie. Um, I mean, look how fucking great was Sigourney Weaver in that movie? So good, extremely so good, extremely smart. I think to uh like backseat Sam Worthington a little bit and just make Sigourney Weaver the main character. <laughs> right. Well, just like all the kids. Yes. It was, yes. It was good. It was fun. I. I. I got no no ill will in my heart towards that movie, and I pity anyone who does. It's 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 not the end. And don't get me wrong; I'm sure James Cameron's an asshole, but like, it's funny. <laughs> and like, I also understand it's like this mega budget thing, and it's kind of the easy one to be like, this movie's not the enemy or like the problem. It's right. not. <laughs> no, no. It's a weird... this movie. It's a gigantic action movie about us. blue people. Like it's it's right. not the enemy. 
Well, also, uh, I know it's a sequel, but to a movie that is a totally original concept. Right, right. It's it's not based on some existing IP other than the first movie, which no one remembered anyway. <laughs> right, right. So, obviously, the story is cobbled together from a hundred other stories, and that's fine. That's that's Star Wars was too, but uh, I there's something to be said for this kind of movie, well crafted and not just IP droning nonsense, just spit out. Just right. Watch the next one. Give us your. Mo- Although this is different than anything James Cameron has done before, in that it is, it knows that it's part of more movies, so it doesn't close all the threads. Right, which I don't love. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Um, it's not, and it's not even the best version of that having been done that I've I've ever seen. Um, but you know what? I have, yeah, no ill will towards it. I quite enjoyed it. I'd like to see it again. Um, the, while it's in theaters, the theatrical experience that I had was not ideal. Um, it was, I, 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 we texted about it, uh, afterward, but, uh, you know, I saw it in one of the smaller auditorium auditoriums at a Regal in Short Pump, Virginia. Uh, and, like, I think the bulb was at, like, 70% capacity, and that was kind of, like, uh, bugging me the whole movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't handle that. Especially on a 3D movie, because they're already a little dimmer. Right, which this was not in 3D. This was in 2D. Um, oh, okay. So it, so it luckily didn't have that issue. But um, it... Uh, it w- oh, oh, Zach, see it in 3D. Because I saw it. I don't like 3D. Yeah. The only times I liked it was the first Avatar and then Prometheus was well done in 3D. Oh, right. I, I did see Prometheus in 3D and did like that as well. But I saw, you know, the movie with your brothers who thought <laughs> I was you at the at an IMAX in 3D and uh, it was quite lovely. I do regret not doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, the... Um, I, I had a friend who was talking about it and uh, said, and it's not fair. There are people out there who don't spend a lot of time thinking about movies. They spend a lot of time thinking about other things and that's fine and good. Uh, right. Yeah. But it was just, you said to me with a straight face, I'm just so over 3d. None of us were on board for 3d. It was a thing that was thrust <laughs> upon us. <laughs> No one was like, yeah, cool, chill, I like this. <laughs> Wait, when did he say I'm just so over 3D? At a party a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Dude, t- 2012 called and wants its take back. <laughs> That's intense. Like, <laughs> people were over 3D so long ago. Right. Like. I'm I'm at the point where I'm like I'm nostalgic for it now. It's been yeah, so right. long since I've seen a movie it's, in 3D. In 2009, when Avatar came out, people went, "I don't want to wear the fucking glasses." <laughs> and then after seeing it in 3D, <laughs> we're not sold. <laughs> it never got on the train in the first place. Like no one. It was, it was like a four year thing, where everything had to be released in 3D. But nobody liked it. Nobody, nobody no, liked I think, it. I. Yeah, I think most people didn't. I think maybe kids and people who probably who were not big cinephiles were more into it. Sure. 
But even then, I know a lot of people who aren't into movies who are like, I just can't do that. I can't do the glasses. Right. You know what I will say about 3D, though? And uh, if I'm going to do 3D, if I have to pay the extra fucking 3D money and I have to wear the stupid fucking glasses during the stupid fucking movie, I don't want like a subtle depth of field expansion. (laughs) I want fucking the dumb 3D gimmick, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, and like great Jaws 3D (laughs) stuff right towards the screen. Like, if you do it in 3D or don't. And the answer was there was frequently there. There was a, d- a decent amount of stuff like that in the movie. I will say you probably didn't get this, but because it was IMAX and it was 3D, uh, we got the version which was projected at varying frame rates. Right. I, I don't think I had that at. Uh... So certain sections were normal frame rate and cer- certain sections were high frame rate. And uh, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm jarring. Not, I'm not super, super sensitive to frame rates. Um, I fucking hate motion smoothing, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I, in 3D, it didn't bother me. Sure. I think if it wasn't 3D, I would have been bothered by it. It was jarring to go back and forth between the two. Sure, though, sure. The different frame rates. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, movies of the year. Should we do real quick? I think just our like. Uh... I think uh, I think that's a good call. Should I just uh, shoot you my five? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll I'll shoot you mine here. Hold on. <laughs> type them up real quick. Great, 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 great. You could just when you're talking about these movies, just kind of do your best job to sound like me and have my opinion great about it. great um would you like all five at once or would you like one do one and one yeah i i didn't prepare them in order great. i should have thought about that um so let's let's just just do one and one yeah i'll do one and great one. um i'm gonna go for my this is a, a pretty informal ranking just for the but the first one i'll bring up jackass forever i had and I know that I know it's like not for everybody, uh, but it's it was like just seeing your favorite band get back together and just play not do not no new songs, you know, just playing the hits. <laughs> and you're like, but you don't want them to play new songs when they're back together. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just my, my favorite style of comedy is someone getting hurt by their own dumb idea. Like, yes, that hurt them, but they were, they literally set that up and then jumped off of it. So it's funny. Um, right. It's, uh, it's, it was just good to see the old cast again. It, I liked all of the new cast. Uh, there's a couple of truly sickening bits. (laughs) Um, and I just had... An absolutely delightful time f- with it, and um, I believe a series is coming to Paramount Plus with some of the new people, and I'm looking forward to it. Great, great. Um, okay, let me read yours here. Okay, <laughs> I really enjoyed the Batman. The oh yes, the Batman. Um, I've only seen it the once in theaters, but it was nice to see a comic book superhero movie that was dark. In a go- fun gothic way. Yes. Yes. Again. Yes. And it was 
it was it was serious, but it was serious in the way that a comic book is serious. Matt Reeves has a smile on his face in most like filming yes. most shots. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a very it's a very like having it's dark. Yeah, it is dark, quote unquote. But it's not like grim. It's having fun with it in a very right. Big it's not way. dark in a way that is up its own ass. Right. Or just depressing and makes you hate that you're watching it. <laughs> right. I'm not talking about the Nolan movies. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, um, it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. I well, like great visuals, uh, great performances, great score. Yes. Great yes. fucking score. Gosh, how high is the bar for Batman themes? And they, 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 they're in the d- discussion with the other two really good ones. I'm just not, not to, uh, not to bite the hand that doesn't feed us. Let's be clear. We make, it does not feed us. But, uh, Batman, several great scores. Superman, just the one. Just the one. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I guess. It, it... The Man of Steel score is fucking fantastic. Right. And it's, it's what makes that movie watchable. You're right. You're right. It, but it's it's I can't hum that man of steel. I can't hum a Superman theme from like <laughs> Well the Hans Zimmer, yeah, Hans Zimmer score is they don't really do like a march. <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um all right. Well, Batman's got at least 3 really good ones. Superman's got 2. Yes. And that's that's combined that's 5 great DC scores and Zero great Marvel not scores. A, not a one? Not a one. I, I don't, don't even think, think there's a... Not great. A, not a great one? I don't even know if there's like a very good one. I think they're all like just... This, yeah. The the original Spider-Man movies, that was a Danny Elfman oh, right. yeah. score. That was fine. It's fun. But, yeah. I wouldn't be able to hum it. it it's, it's, I mean, it's Danny Elfman, so... Bum, 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 bum. That's it. Okay, you got, yeah, you got that's, it, that's probably. It. <laughs> All right, what's next on your list, Zach? I mean, uh In this case, this would be me, Brian's Brian. this would be your list. Yeah. Um yeah. I really enjoyed um this one kind of went through um was kinda hot on the internet. R R R. Uh this is uh a Tollywood film out of India. Um, it is a historical drama musical kind, maybe not a musical, but there is a lot of music across its three hours. Uh, saw this in a theater with a lot of fucking people and was just one of the most balls to the wall fun experiences I've ever had. Uh, and the movie's just good. It's a good, uh, it's over the, it's incredibly over the top. Uh, but, um, Part of me really thinks we should bring back the movie star that can like act, sure, but can also like sing and dance, and we should bring that back. Like, you can't be Captain America unless you can also sing and dance, <laughs> like a proper showman, you know. And that's the thing: this movie is just I like mean, a proper showman movie. I loved RRR. Would there be singing and dancing in a Captain America movie in this world that you're talking about? I think so. I think because it's a movie. So like all the good stuff is in them. That's good in a movie. So it should be in the movie. Great. 
pure yeah. maximalist yeah. entertainment. Highly, highly, highly recommend RRR. It is available on Netflix, but if you have the opportunity to see it in a theater, um, I don't think you'll regret it. Well, you just, that was beautiful. You, you relayed my opinion very well there, <laughs> Zach. I know that you, Zach, have not seen RRR, but that you want to. And that uh, But you, I think I got it. I think just, I got it's it. It's on the list. Right. It's on the list. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what your next pick is here. Oops. All right. Oh, um, so, oh, this is kind of hard for me because I, Brian, did not really like this movie. I was kind of disappointed by it, but I'll do my best. All right. Next on uh, Zach, my list is Nope. Really like Nope. Oh, yeah. You were a little mad on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really like great. Nope is very good. Um, I don't know what to tell you other than I thought it was really fun. Um, you also have admitted you need to see it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe. Wait, I'm so confused now. Wait, Brian. Yes, Brian. I, Brian, have now. Yes, I, Brian, have admitted that I need to see it again. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. But uh, <laughs> I doing. I, Brian, in Zach's body, doing Zach's opinion about this movie, would say that um, I thought there was a lot going on uh, under the surface with this movie. I dug it. Uh, I I liked it better than uh, Us. I I haven't seen Get Out since the theater, so I remember it was great. But I I don't know. It's up on it's on that level for me. It's in that it's in that conversation. Wow. So wow. Yeah, dug it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring on the next Jordan Peele movie. I, I mean, I'll, I'm ready. You will. I, I'm speaking as me. Speaking speaking as Brian. I'm I'm just channeling Brian, who will will see the next Jordan Peele no matter what. I mean, like, right. there's no right. It would take whether you like it or not. Like, I didn't like us very much, but still worth seeing. Still interesting. Absolutely, we're taking swings. Take the swings. I'll go see your movie. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of swings, resurrection. Uh, this was uh, I talked. Uh, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You, Brian, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it is a uh, movie that starts. It stars Rebecca Hall, and it starts kind of as a, a pretty safe cable thriller premise. Uh, and goes absolutely batshit insane. I have not stopped thinking about it since I saw it. Um, maybe one of the craziest endings. I feel like I've seen it in a while. Not to overhype it, but uh, I just I didn't think it would go the direction it was saying it was gonna go, and it did. And I <laughs> fucking loved it. Great. Well, I uh, I know that you, Zach, have not seen that movie yet either but it's on your list and uh you're excited to check it out so good job with my opinion okay uh brian your next movie let's see uh uh the banshees of inishirin you know what we can double this one up because that's also your next pick (laughs) oh great okay so let's double up right uh let's talk about banshees of inishirin just saw it the other Um, day Great. I saw it about like last week. Um, I mean, it's just a just I mean, fucking good writing, man. Fucking, it's uh, good writing, good acting. 
it's it's just it's firing on all cylinders. David Ulrich, uh, uh in reference to women, uh, David Ulrich is a critic for IndieWire. Um, in reference to the movie Women Talking, uh, which you also enjoyed, you being Brian, um, yes, uh, talked about like how the script easily could have been a play, easily, um. But, like, it's so fucking gorgeous that, like, you're so glad it's not. And that is exactly how I feel about Banshees. Uh, the script is easy. Well, I mean, the, the island is a big element and, you know, the atmosphere right, is right, huge. Right, Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's my favorite McDonough. Um, and I like all yeah, of them. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Uh, just a, you know, that perfect, like, a very small but very... Uh, there's so many layers to it. There's so much going on beneath the very simple surface. And of course it becomes shockingly violent in parts. <laughs> yes. But uh, also it's so, it's such a universal thing that everyone has been through with like a friendship that has run its course. Yep. Yep. I, I'm not hinting. I'm not hinting at anything, Brian. <laughs> I think we're still, we're still in our prime or sorry, Zach, we're still in our prime. But uh, that, you know, you just, one of you has outgrown the other one. Yeah. And that's a terrible, awkward, awful thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, God, and the acting is just so fucking I good mean, across the board. I, I Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson back at it again after, uh, since In Bruges. In Bruges? Uh, in Bruges, yeah. And just existential quip after existential quip, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, and then and the the sister of Colin Farrell, I don't know the actress's name. Same. She's fantastic. Yeah. And then what's the guy? What's the he's the up and comer who plays the kind of dim. I kid recognize I recognize his face, but I don't know who he is. He was the Joker in that one scene in Got the it. Batman. Got it. Okay. Uh, he was fantastic. The whole movie's fantastic. Right. I just yes, just watch it. Just watch it. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Three Billboards, but I loved this. So if you weren't a huge fan of Three Billboards, you still might love this one. Give it a shot. I really liked Three Billboards, and I fucking loved this one ten times more. Great. I just... Great. It's a, just one of those like stunning fucking... Uh, my wife and I, you're what... Emily and I sat there just in stunned silence <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> you know, hypothetically, if if we were... If we had planned to do a bit, if this whole thing was a bit, which of course it's not, boy, it sure would have been no. easier to say that we just pre-recorded <laughs> this segment. Oh my gosh, that would have been so much easier. Yeah, too bad, well, too bad this time, isn't a bit. If... <laughs> <laughs> too bad this is a very real transference. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Gosh. Well, I wish it was a bit. Yeah. That would have made that would have been great. Yep. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um, so I think Avatar might be on my list also, but we just talked about it. So I'm gonna put uh the Fablemans. I really, really liked the Fablemans. I really, really yeah. liked it. The Fablemans. I mean that I guess that Spielberg guy knows how to put together a motion picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just, I, I thought, you know, it's someone else said this on Letterboxd. I'm legit just jacking this, but like, how cool is it that, you know, in his seventies, late seventies, early eighties, Spielberg, 
Late 70s. Late 70s, I think, yeah. How cool is it that he still feels like he has movies he, like, needs to make, you know? Uh, and he's still, he's still got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the performances in this one are great. The script is great. Um, yeah. Just, and, like, how, how can you not... Uh, you remember Moneyball? Like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Like, that's the fucking movies in this one. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I was watching this movie and I was just like, I, 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 I want to go home and make movies. Right, right. <laughs> uh, movies. I want movies in my blood. Movies. Give me movies. <laughs> yeah, I love movies. Movies are so good. Um, I got um. This is my. This is your last one, I suppose. Um, I, I think it's probably going to be the same as your last one. I saved it, it toward to this moment because I think it's probably the same. I one. mean, is it Top Gun Maverick? Of course, it's Top Gun Maverick. Just watched it again yesterday, and here's the thing: still just as good on my TV, man. I'm not going to say just as the- good, but. Real good on the my The movie TV. that saved movies Seriously. is, of course, the movie of the year. Seriously. It's so good. <laughs> and neither, we've talked about it before, neither of us big Top Gun guys, Top Gun, the Tony Scott film. No, no. Neither of us big Top Gun guys, neither of us big aviation heads. Nope. Neither of us big military guys, nope. neither of us. But, I mean... What's there to say? It's a just fucking it a blast from the past of a movie. Just a well crafted movie. Also, shoot things outside. <laughs> Get uh, off I think the I texted green screen. This to you recently, which is it's nice to see a big budget, yes, uh, extravaganza movie where you can see the money on screen. Yes, absolutely. It's sometimes instead really instead of like. It's like, oh, this looks like it was filmed in someone's garage in front of a green screen for $5 million. It's Seriously, you watch one of these fucking Marvel things, and it's like, where the... F- this costs how much? Oh, the, I mean, the DC... Most of the D- DC stuff is just as bad or yeah. even worse. Yeah. Not the Batman, but like... I mean, I haven't seen Black Adam, but just based on the trailer... Uh, Definitely. I can't believe that costs more than $20 million. Seriously. Seriously. Um, I mean, you know, that all went to the rock, (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah, it was all for paying for his protein shakes, (laughs) but man, I just and you know, it's a um, similarly to Avatar, I think it's simple, it's dirt simple, it's and it's um, it's just Star Wars, it is the Star Wars fucking Death Star trench run, uh, and it's fucking simple, it is clear. It is, uh, boom, we have characters with goals. We have characters uh, that conflict. We have uh, incredible action sequences. We have a romance. Jennifer Connelly is so fucking pretty. Jesus Christ. uh, I've had a crush on her forever. (laughs) Um, And Top Gun has the one thing that Avatar didn't have, which is the supernova, super sorry, supernova star presence that is... Tom Cruise. You know, I I've always been a fan and I've always been a vocal fan, but it's it's good to just throw it out there. Like, man, I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. I think you know he's a good actor. I, I like him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've always been a fan, but I felt like in the last few movies, 
even in the Mission Impossible movies, which I adore, it felt like he wasn't really acting. He was just like, he was there doing the big stunts right, and then right. saying the lines. This was a performance. Yes. This was a star performance. Yes. And it was nice to be like, this dude still has it. Um, he still I, got it. I perfectly articulated of like, there's actual, like, I don't know. There's something going on behind the eyes. It's pretend he's fake. Yes. Uh, Tom Cruise of doesn't, course. but Maverick <laughs> did. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Uh, also, I, did you see the IMAX Mission Impossible preview? Uh, no, uh, no. Well, you saw it, but not on IMAX. I sure. sent it to you. Right, yes, yes. Of the stunt from the new Mission Impossible yes. movie? Yes, 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 yes. Let's go. Let's it's, go, Brian. It's the... Zach, I'm talking to myself. The promotional cycle has begun uh, where it's... Because here's the thing. Uh, the plot of, of... What is this? Seven? This is seven. Uh, Yes, seven part one. <laughs> right. Uh, the plot will be something to the, like, the plot will be something along the lines of a, a nuclear bomb that someone probably shouldn't have. They're, they're going to try and get. And Tom Cruise is going to. Also, yeah, but Tom Cruise will have to go rogue. Right. He will have to break the rules outside of. Uh, IMF, right? You know, it's, of course. So it's like the the promotional cycle for these movies aren't going to be about what the story of the movie is. There's usually like the casting usually isn't that exciting. Um, it's all about just like, yo, what's this guy gonna jump off of? What is this fucking guy doing? What is this crazy motherfucker doing this time? And it's and and don't get me wrong, like it's a when you have that like fuck you Tom Cruise money, the movie has to be really good. He knows that, so that he can keep jumping off of stuff. They're not yeah. going to keep paying yeah. for it if like they don't see the returns, and the returns keep coming because the movies are really good. So they just yeah. they spe- yes. it, it's yes. it's very clearly like a do it again until it, here's money until it's good. And it works every time, baby. I so uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who's the director, he he posted. I think he posted that video on Instagram or something, and he said it was the craziest, most dangerous stunt they've ever done. He's like, until the one we're doing right now for Seven Part Two, which I think is is him like running back and forth between two biplanes in like the air or some <laughs> shit. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. So good. So good. Um, well, Brian, uh, do you have anything else you want to add for movies? Uh, there was one other, uh, big release this past week, uh, that we have not talked about. Uh, glass onion came out on Netflix. Yes. Yes. And I know we both watched it. We both watched it. Um, I watched it, uh, with the way Ryan Johnson intended on, uh, your in-laws television with motion smoothing on. (laughs) I (laughs) have, I know you've spent years desperately searching through every setting, trying to turn motion smoothing off of this fucking television. And it is there in defiance of God. I fucking hate that. I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to. Watch. I'd be like, I'll wait in the other room. I was truly like, I. You know, um, Emily was gonna get. Was hoping to get a screener. They were giving out screeners, um, and Emily has like a Netflix like account where occasionally the like just uh, preview stuff comes in, and we were just when we heard that 
screeners were coming out, we were just refreshing it and like <laughs> just hoping it would maybe show up. Uh, and part of that was like, oh no, we're, if we if we can't if we have to wait until Christmas, we'll have to watch it on your parents' TV. And I can't turn the motion smoothing off of your parents' TV. And it, yes, it did bug me <laughs> the whole time. My uh, that's a long movie to be bugged. Emily too. Emily's also one of those people who like thinks I'm a great like doesn't notice it doesn't. Like what? I know. She's a film critic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> this this critic of the cinematic arts cannot tell the difference between <laughs> it's if I if I really like insist someone look at this and then look at this look at this and then look at this <laughs> she'll eventually be like I mean I can see a difference but like I don't really care oh man it literally drives me up a fucking wall <laughs> that's brutal I oh god and it's funny I would I would love to not care about it I know I think be, it's that's a great of like I and I can like catch it and it's not if you don't notice it yeah you are maybe a happier person <laughs> uh, like I can it's not something that like I have to sit down like do they have mo I'll see it from across the room like motion smooth is on motion smooth is on um yeah yeah if if we're if we're talking nonsense if you're not familiar with this just just in case uh motion smoothing is the setting that comes on default on a lot of h uh, most hd tvs um and the thing is that sports which is what most people primarily use their televisions for let's be real do look really good with it um it whatever it does it basically adds a couple of artificial frames to the image that sort of smoothens it out. Uh, the problem is uh, films, uh, movies, and and a lot of TV shows uh, are filmed at 24 frames per second. That's what sort of gives it that magic cinematic look that we're used to. Um, and uh, motion smoothing artificially adds extra frames, and that's what kind of gives it that weird, smooth, soap opera-y effect that looks terrible and should die. Yes, it looks like a BBC TV yes. movie from the 90s. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, no, no good. No, thank you. Um, my viewing experience was not dissimilar. Motion smoothing wasn't on, but I watched it on my computer, hooked up to my TV. Mm, sure. And... Usually it's fine. The quality drop isn't great, but I I don't know if it was the internet connection or what, but uh, it was not at the resolution that I would have appreciated for a major motion picture to be at. Sure. Which was distracting. Um, having said that, I enjoyed the movie about as much as I enjoyed Knives Out, which is, I thought it was fine. Um, I, was, I was really with it for the first half, and then uh, I just... I know it's part of the genre, but it's like one one little twist too many. Sure, little too cute, little too cute for me. I, yeah, I know you're not you're uh, not a huge you weren't a huge Knives Out guy. I, I, I is it fair to say you uh, you being Zach, who it works somehow. It, <laughs> I twist it around so many times that it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we'll get back to it. <laughs> Uh, you're not, I would say I'm a, I'm a very large Ryan Johnson fan. His whole shtick works for me. I don't think you feel the yeah. same way. 
No, no. I mean, the guy seems like a really cool guy. I've listened to a lot of interviews with him. Uh, the script he wrote for Brick is one of the best scripts I've ever read. Mm. I'm not talking about the movie itself, which is good, but the actual the actual script, like mm. the the written script, is one of the best scripts I've ever re- wow. read before um, as a screenwriter. Um, and I usually enjoy his movies, and there's a lot to like. But yeah, his shtick, the more he leans into comedy, uh, I don't think he's as funny as uh, most people do. Or, sure. And some of the plot contrivances in his movies uh don't work for me sure but i get it when people like <laughs> like the movies you know what i mean i yeah, get yeah, it yeah. And i would never i would never try to take it away from anyone and uh as we've gone over before in the show i'm not an incel who hates the last <laughs> jedi I um it's uh similar so similarly similarly to you I liked it about as much as I liked the original Knives Out but I liked Knives Out quite a bit and I liked this quite a bit um I don't think it's an amazing movie just a very pleasant watch and I'll when he makes a third one I'll watch a third one I mean if this was Cisco and Ebert or Ebert and Roper I would be giving it a thumbs up <laughs> right, I, right, I enjoyed it right right this is this kind of it seems like I'm being negative. It's relative I don't think to so. the, yeah. the like, you know, people love these movies, <laughs> right, and right. I'm not on that level. But I mean, Daniel Craig is having a fucking ball. That's and it's fun to watch that. That's what I think is the most. The whole fun. cast is the whole cast is having a ball. I mean, it's and it, that is that is uh, contagious. And I I would watch. I'm, I'm going to watch any movie he makes. I'm going to watch because they're usually enjoyable and fun and interesting to talk about. So. Um, specifically on Daniel Craig, uh, he, I think, based on his, like, several SNL stints, the dude's kind of a ham and, like, enjoys being a ham, and he's just having so much more fun in this movie than he has in any of the recent Bond movies. And, like... Yes, It's just absolutely. nice. It's just nice. And I'm gonna, sp- I'm gonna spoil something that happens about an hour in. To this movie so if you you haven't seen it yet skip ahead 60 seconds in the podcast but the the moment in the movie where he ruins edward norton's <laughs> mystery thing was so fucking funny I loved it. that yeah. was fucking funny yeah. that was really good perfectly and the arrow like, hits at the perfect oh it's good it's good <laughs> i don't want to you know what i i said a minute ago that a lot of his i, I don't think he's as funny as other people but a lot of the jokes were fucking sure. funny and did land I laughed out loud a number of times, so I don't want to give people the wrong idea. That was so fucking great. Great. Um, I also, also the, uh, the, uh, whatever the dude was who was just staying on the island, who would like walk into the scene once in a while. Yes. That was really good. <laughs> like um, stoner dude. Yes, and then didn't ultimately like play into the mystery at all. No. No. Um, I was also a big Great. fan of Ethan Hawke just showing up for like a minute. <laughs> Wait, when was Ethan Hawke in it? Uh, they, uh, they're on the dock and they get uh, like shot into the thing and they're just like good on COVID. That was Ethan Hawke. Oh, I think when I was watching, I was like, that guy looks like Ethan Hawke. It was Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh, great. What, like great. my wife and I like spent like, was he already in Greece? Like, like 
Yeah, I bet he. Yeah, he must have been there. He was already there. I hope he hasn't in because I, I believe Netflix bought two of them. Um, so I believe a third one is coming. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I hope he has an equally small role in the third one. <laughs> I'm watching the third one. Yeah. Um. But uh. All right. I'm good on movies. Great. Um, should we start the recap Let's portion of this? Start the recap portion of this. On the WB Wednesday. Clark, what are you doing? Don't you wish something has changed? I don't remember you being a Scotch drinker. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm not myself. And only one man. Who the hell do you think you are? Knows the truth. It's me, It's Clark. This is Lionel Luther. Fresh Smallville on the WB Wednesday. It's me, Mom. It's Clark. <laughs> Fresh Smallville. Ooh, that boy. Was, that was actually a pretty accurate representation of the episode. They just, in all these promos, they just up the intensity level about a hundred times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like... It's not that intense. We're having fun here on this is Smallville. <laughs> this is this is the best episode maybe yet. I think <laughs> it's it, this is a good one, and I'm not just saying that because we're going through exactly what happens in the episode. It is very relatable, but I do like seeing myself oh, depicted in media. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're we're having fun in season four, Brian. We're having fun in season four. Every Zach? yes, right, of course. It's it's hard. It, I I'm worried that if we don't find a way to transfer back, our consciousness will permanently. Yes, because into- I'm looking at you, Zach, in me, Brian's body. So I want to call you Brian. It's a weird thing. It's weird. It's weird. And I'm wor- I'm worried. It's definitely about not. It. It's not just a bit that we're we've been fucking up. It's it's a weird thing to really experience that's really happening. It definitely 100 not a bit. We were not anticipating to feel so complicated. <laughs> uh, that said, man, every show, every television show should have a body swap episode. Uh, I mean, Star Trek, seriously. Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, did it this past season. Uh, Spock and his fiance switch bodies and uh oh. They have to under understand. You know, they they get into a fight and then they swap bodies and uh oh, they learn to understand each other's position a little oh, better. Oh, every gotcha. show should I mean fucking The Sopranos should have had it. <laughs> like, Community had one, but that was in season four. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think it's great. I think it's a gimmick that works every time, and everyone looks like they're having a good time. It's great. Yes. Yes, fantastic. All right, so okay, so Transference is the sixth episode in the fourth season of Smallville, and seventy second episode overall. It aired on October twenty seventh, two thousand and four. Um, all right. <clears throat> oh, hold on, hold on. Your computer is different than mine, so. Oh, I see. Yeah. That I'm what I'm used to. All right. Clark is in the barnyard practicing football when Jonathan and Jason arrive to announce that Met, a Met U scout will be at Friday's game. However, 
Clark's excitement is cut short when he begins to hear a painful ringing in his ears. I gotta stop you Jonathan. right there. I, <laughs> I okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I did not think about the scholarship angle on <laughs> Clark's football abilities. <laughs> Having basically a free ride to you know, we have learned that the Kents, like, it's not that easy for them, you know, they don't have that much money. It's so, like basically a free ride to fucking college. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, you think Johnny K's like just thinking about that now too? Like, oh fuck, maybe Clark should have been playing football this whole time, right? <laughs> um, also, Clark practicing football like that was silly. That's it. Oh, really silly. But like that, Johnny K has, you know, they they are all about like do the right thing and don't take advantage with your powers, but. We have seen, and we will see later in this episode, that Johnny K uh, is okay taking advantage of Clark's powers uh, when it comes to helping around the farm. Right. Almost to the point where he's entitled and impatient about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and him, Clark, pretending to be in the Super Bowl or whatever or the championship game by himself was really cheesy. I don't doubt that people did that in high school, but I don't think he would be like saying out loud, like, yeah, they, they win the championship. And the Cubs take the state championship. <laughs> I knew you were talented. I didn't know you could see into the future. I was just practicing. It's it's always such a funny problem, and I always enjoy having to problem solve in this way. Is there a better way to show someone coming in cold, like I heard about Smallville, to communicate yes. quickly? Clark's on the football team. He likes playing football because he's going to say the opposite later in the episode. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. Yep. I don't know. It's, I don't I mean, know what else to do. It's economical. Yeah. But Although it's you think you would think with super hearing <laughs> that he would have heard them coming. <laughs> He was that wrapped up in the fantasy. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Clark hears the painful ringing in his ears. Jonathan sends Jason away. Clark explains that he hears a ringing sound and says he has to go. He super speeds away. At the Kansas State Penitentiary, Lionel is having a visitation with Lex. He looks very weak and pained. Lex remarks that he probably has about a month to live. Lionel explains that he did not want to die without telling Lex he loved him and reaches across the table to him. So I, John Glover and uh, Michael Rosenbaum together. It's always so good. I feel like they bring out the best in each other. It's yes. Great. I mean, it's like Rihanna and Eminem. You know, <laughs> yes. It's just, yes. Yes. It is. It is. They make music, beautiful music together. Uh, just then. Clark enters and uses his x-ray vision to see that Lionel is clutching a pointed stone. Also, I've never been to a prison other than Alcatraz in like the, the tour, but I've never been to a working prison. Can you just show up and they just let you in like that? Like Clark just shows up to the prison and they're like, yeah, go on back. They're talking. <laughs> I have to assume that all facility Is this prison in Smallville? <laughs> Is this Supermax very hardcore? It must be in Metropolis, right? It must be in Metropolis. It's somewhere in the state of Kansas. Either way, either way, 
It's clearly run by the same people who run uh, Smallville Medical and the Teens on Teens Crisis Center. And, <laughs> and, and Smallville High. Yeah. It's yeah. so like, hey, I, I, hey, I, I'm here. I just show. I'm a teenager. I just showed up. Oh yeah, go back there. It's not locked. You probably need an appointment, right, Brian? You got it. You need an appointment. There are certainly like doors you have to go by, right? Did he? There's, so, there's is protocol. There, is there like a Clark shaped hole in the fucking bars? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure someone lets him in. They open the door and he walks in. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh he rushes between them and lifts lionel away from lex lionel grabs clark's fist and the spirits of the two men swirl and merge that's actually a pretty good description of what we see in that yeah. scene uh they're swirling and merging they switch bodies and fall away from each other the guards rush in and haul clark saw sorry and haul haul clark in lionel's body away as he protests great oh it's so good it's immediately just the biggest smile on my face just you know it's gonna be a good episode i mean and they get to it quick i mean they get they're like the the meat of the important part of this episode is the gimmick of switching bodies so we don't we're not wasting time they're switching bodies before the teaser right within two minutes because we're gonna oh, get our maximum so fucking like good shit. It's you know I I love a Smallville episode that you know just came about of like well this would be fun. <laughs> like, yeah right yeah I uh, you know what I was watching Face Off the other yeah. night that was a fun movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean we can get to this now. Tom Welling. This might be his best performance in the show. I think yet. so. I think so. It's a real like ham up of right, which he's good at though. He's I good agree. At... No, I, I, I. This reminded me of like every time we have a guest on that. And I'm so thankful for all the guests who have been on the show uh, uh, over you know, the time we've been doing this. But every single one is like, "What up with Tom Welling? He is good. He is. He is that he." He's great when he plays Red K Clark, yeah, or any kind of off Clark. He's great. Yes, uh, it's the character of Clark doesn't have a lot to do other than look kind of dopey, you know, right. like which which is really clear when you see like Tom Welling is doing an impression of John Glover in this episode. Yes. John Glover is doing an impression of. A uh, really were terrible actor who just like, <laughs> just like he's doing like I am just saying these lines. <laughs> I texted you. I actually think Tom Welling wins this act off with John Glover. You know, I can't. I I, I don't. I guess suppose disagree. You know what I was surprised by was um, knowing that the body swap episode was coming up. I still weirdly thought that like. John Glover as Clark would be kind of the main focus of the episode, though it immediately clicked into my brain like, oh, no, the the hot, like, quote unquote, teen, the hot person right. is still going to be the main, like, draw <laughs> of the episode. They're going to focus on the high school characters, of course. I didn't even think about that, but that's, yeah, of course. And also, you know, Lionel is the more interesting, Lionel in Clark's <laughs> body is more interesting 
than Clark and Lionel's body. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Hundred percent. Hundred. And you know what? It worked. Although the the stuff with with Clark in prison is good stuff. Or it's good. You know, he has to fight the the big bad guy or whatever. Right. Um, okay. Great. Should we talk about the? We should. Okay. Sorry, I'm not used to doing this through your eyes, Zach. So it's I'm... get yeah, and getting used to your eyes, Brian. Even just like the shape of your mouth is weird. Also, go to a dentist. Just throwing that out there. I could floss a little more. You're right. I'm sorry. I I could floss a little more. Okay, Clark. Wait, gosh, they're not going to do this the entire time. They are. <laughs> oh, they uh, the, the, the wiki made the same mistake that we hypothetically made if this was a bit. Yes, Once again, exactly. not a bit. The wiki is every time we talk about Lionel or Clark from now on, we're going to say Lionel and Clark's body or Clark and Lionel's body. <laughs> uh, wiki, if only I could, could have gone back in time and warned you. <laughs> That's a different gimmick for a different podcast episode. <laughs> Lionel and Clark's body stutters out an explanation to Lex, who offers to take him home. Lex drops Clark off, and he wanders around the barnyard, where he finds Jonathan, who asks him to lift up the tractor. Lionel is astonished to sc- discover that he can. John- Johnny K is like, hey, will you uh, help me lift up the tractor? And, you know, of course, Lionel's like, what do you mean? And Johnny K is really impatient. He's like, <laughs> come on, I'm trying to get this done. <laughs> It's good though. It's so good. Um, we uh, we already got the scene also before this. We skipped Lionel in Lionel and Clark's body with Lex in the car. Um, they do mention it. I'm seeing it now, but uh, just Tom Welling is just doing a John Glover's Lionel impression. It's really fun, but he's also now talking like a crazy person. I feel guilty. About sending your father to prison, I mean. Why, what? The man murdered his parents. <laughs> I did society a favor. And that blood relationship, it doesn't mean anything to you. Clark, since when did you become president of my father's fan club? You're right. Of course. <laughs> He's only your father. Why should you feel anything? <laughs> if, imagine if, I mean, I guess we don't have to imagine. It's it's happened to us. But, like, right. suddenly, like, we're in the car. And one of us suddenly starts talking real weird about. <laughs> <laughs> He's only your father who you put in jail. Right. You wouldn't but at any like, point be like, what the fuck is the matter with you? I think I would be like, I'd be like, that's a funny impression of my father. You sound just like him. Like, I would be like, you're doing a bit and I appreciate it. And I would laugh, but I would also call it out and be like, you're definitely, you're definitely doing an impression of my dad right now. And it's spot on. <laughs> I love, I love that this means though, that uh, Lionel just thinks people talk this way. And not distinct, <laughs> and then well, he doesn't sound crazy because <laughs> it sounds well, crazy coming out of Tom Welling's mouth. Right. Well, 
when I was first in your body, Brian, last week, I was talking like my old self. I guess that's true. That's true. It took it took some time. It took some time to get down this pitch. When I was perfect. first in your body, Zach. It's I'm <sighs> telling you, it's happening. That? The synchronicity. <laughs> we gotta figure out how to reverse this before it's too late. Oh, turns out I say your name too much in this podcast. <laughs> that's what I learned. Okay. Clark finds an entire wall filled with articles and research about the stones of power in Lionel's prison cell. He meets his cellmate, Edgar Cole. Edgar tells him that he is an expert translator who was framed and helped Lionel figure out how to switch bodies, intending to trap Lex in prison. Edgar also tells Clark that Lionel is dying of an incurable liver disease. So the implication here is that Lionel had this guy framed and brought to the prison just specifically to help him. (laughs) Really elaborate plan. Right. Which, like, a lot of foresight on Lionel's part. Just, yeah, just so they can, I'll frame him, bring him to the prison. He'll bring an ancient Kryptonian relic, and then I'll switch bodies with my son. And my son will then die of liver cancer in the... <laughs> Is this... This episode has to be the most evil Lionel has been yet. I think so. I don't think there's stopping this. Yeah. Um, the Edgar Cole here, this character, uh, is uh, J.P. Mannix, uh, who is a character actor I've seen in a handful of things, usually playing this weird mousy guy. <laughs> I believe, yeah, he's typecast. I believe he's like the evil Dean, the replacement Dean Pelton in Community. Oh, he is. He is. You're right. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in Clark's barn, Lionel is admiring his new physique. By the way, Tom Willing has his shirt off in this episode. Dude did some push-ups that week. Looking yep. good. Yep. Looking real good. He doesn't love to do it if he doesn't think it's uh, it's worth it. But, like, man, no. it's good here. It's great. While on the phone with a foreign bank, he is trying to transfer funds, but he fails the voice verification and grows frustrated. Martha enters. Oh, God, this is crazy. Oh, this is the scene of the episode, Brian. (laughs) I will say, the second I saw Martha, uh, Mama Kay, enter the scene, I I had forgotten about the Lionel Martha storyline, and I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I'm just proud of the Smallville writers for going there, for just being like, yeah. They just, it's, you know, you know it came up. It was like, well, we'd have to deal with with Clark, and uh, we'd have to deal with Lionel and Martha, and everyone laughed, and they went like, we can't. We can't. And they do. They do. I mean, they could have just not had him run into Martha at home. They could have. But but that would have been a cowardly move. (laughs) And if there's one thing about the Smallville writers, they are not cowards. No. Okay, so Martha enters and is surprised to see Clark wearing a dress shirt and slacks. She notices Clark's behavior is off and asks him about the ringing he heard earlier. Oh, I got to pause real fast. Of Several people will notice that Clark is in khakis and a, a tucked in shirt like not nothing <laughs> nothing crazy here but like if you're wearing so much flannel that like literally everyone you see goes like what up with the no flannel we we done with the flannel 
you're wearing too much flannel. You need That's to diversify your wardrobe. A little too bit. much flannel. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there his outfit. Not notable. Office no. casual. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, okay, Martha enters. Oh wait, I said da, 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 da. Clark in quotation marks. So they're just wiki. Can you stick with one stylistic choice here? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rhinol says he just needs a hug. They <laughs> hug awkwardly, and Lionel becomes aroused and shoots a beam of heat out of the barn window. Yes, they went there. It's... They went there, Brian. So they <laughs> went there. It's a full. Boner, <laughs> and it's the classic like from heat. The I mean, I know it wasn't something they planned that far ahead, but this is such a payoff for that boner episode. Yes, a the boner heat percent. vision thing. Oh, that was that was just build up to this moment here when Lionel in Clark's body. Shoots his wad when he sees when he hugs Martha. It's so and, funny and it's so upsetting. <laughs> and we're like a whole oh. decade before Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's it's like Back to the Future, baby. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> oh, Martha. Martha gets annoyed and leaves. Okay, that's not quite true, Wiki. She she sees the fire. The oh, the tractor's on fire. <gasps> you're right damage farm equipment damage to farm equipment I'll, I'll uh i'm gonna step away to kind of i also keep my uh my oh uh, you're gonna do it. i thought i was gonna have to do it since i'm here with your account no you i have. started a whole new one i replicated entirely from memory not that i don't trust you zach but <laughs> just in case we switch back you're gonna want your original one to you're have. probably right you're probably you know yeah. what that's smart not that i think we'll switch back i think the transference will be permanent no, I mean, like, if it was a bit, I could see us switching back, but... Mm, yeah. Okay. First damage farm equipment of the season. Wow. So, so yeah, so Martha sees that it's on fire, and she goes, go put it out. And And he's like, with what? And Martha says, like, almost like she's playing a teenage girl. She goes, uh, with your hands? Like, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Extremely good. Oh, okay. In the house, Jason has come back to see how Clark is feeling. Clark tells him that he's not going to the football game and quits the team, slamming the front door closed. Jason looks shocked. I love it. <laughs> I guess line I guess in Lionel's view, like this is permanent. Like I, I, he's not intending to switch back at any point. So it's. Right. He, I guess he doesn't need to have any tact around this. I appreciate that Jason wears his high school football coach jacket wherever he goes. Yes, which um, uh, <laughs> Jason Teague, you're looking at me like you don't know who I am. To which yeah. I'm going to throw out there as a in like as a rich business person. Lionel probably meets a lot of people and probably should be better at pretending he knows people than he is in this episode. 
Yes, that's true. Yeah. You know, Although I did hear that line from your family a couple times at Christmas and it was like <laughs> But you're I you are not a rich business person. No, I am not. Nor you, are you. No. You are in fact quite poor. <laughs> <laughs> so so neither poor. of us is rolling in it, Brian. Zach. <laughs> Uh, okay. In prison, Clark as Lionel asks Edgar to help him make a phone call. When they enter the common area, a large convict roughs Clark up, threatening to kill him. Without his abilities, Clark is powerless to fight back. So the guy, uh, first of all, the guy calls Clark Trump several times. times. Real proud of that. Yep. Um, this is when Trump was a punchline. That wasn't present yet. Not a punchline that had been present. Right. Um, basically, uh, Lionel owes this guy money for whatever reason. And uh, the guy's going to says he's going to kill him if he doesn't get him the money by tomorrow at whatever o'clock. Which the move here. Would, uh, so we <laughs> we've also learned like phone calls is very strict. I think like one a week. It's been wired to your account. <laughs> you can't. I don't have right. it here. <laughs> That'll buy me more time. Yeah. yeah, I wired it. Yeah. You think I have it in my pillowcase? Yeah. What are you going to do with it in here? <laughs> <laughs> Lionel tries to access the Luther Corp company database from the computers in the torch office. Oh, this scene made me uncomfortable. Yo, but, yeah. Lion- but Lionel has changed the password. Chloe arrives and also comments on Clark's attire. Lionel starts playing mind games with Chloe, asking her what she would do if Lionel were to get out of prison. He then starts going on about he find, how he finds her fascinating and leans in to kiss her. Yucky. Yucky. Oh, yucky, the wiki yucky, gets yucky. this wrong. The wiki gets this wrong. The wiki says just as they are about to kiss, he pulls back and whispers cruelly, don't you wish, and saunters off. Don't they actually kiss for a minute? I know. I think it's a close one. Oh, I think the wiki is correct. Right, right. Does he kiss Lana later? I believe so. Okay. Okay, just as they are about to kiss, he pulls back and whispers cruelly, don't you wish, and saunters off. Chloe is nearly in tears as he walks away. So, I know Lionel's just doing the romantic thing to hurt her because he knows, he can tell, Lionel can read people, he can tell she's in love with Clark. Right. It's still creepy. It's still creepy. <laughs> I still didn't like it. Emily was on the couch next to me and just went, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, let's not forget, we are in Smallville world where everyone is an adult in the same age, even Lionel. But, yeah, it's still weird. I mean, look, I'm going to assume that you living with my wife for the past week didn't do anything sketchy with her of course not like of course not it doesn't excuse it just it doesn't excuse, it doesn't excuse, doesn't any, excuse the transference it. doesn't excuse anything no no i assume you slept on the couch is of that course. right of course you slept on the couch right zach yes a million percent okay on the right. i don't have a bit here <laughs> i don't have a joke <laughs> <laughs> but uh well come up with one later okay so 
Yeah, gross, weird, creepy. Lana and Jason are in his office discussing Isabel Thoreau. That's the witch that the painting was made of that gave Lana the tattoo in the first episode of the season. How could we, how could we forget? <laughs> her, her, who it turns out is her ancestor, it sounds like. Maybe. Right, right. And Clark walks by and bursts in on them kissing. They gotta stop kissing at the school, Brian. What the fuck? What is that? Does that just give him a thrill to do it at school? Like, how dumb are you? Truly, how dumb are you? Truly psychotically dumb. Um, I did have to, Emily was sitting next to me. Uh, while I was watching this, and then she excitedly, more mortified, like, is she dating a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain the whole thing. <laughs> He's only a year older. He's only a year older, and then they were already dating when he took the job. Uh, At her school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Clark bursts in on him kissing. He makes rude marks about their relationship, shocking Jason again and upsetting Lana. Yeah, if I was Jason, I'd be like, God, Clark's kind of a dick. He's uh, He kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know if that's and, enough and, to get you thrown and, off a football team, but that, that might come close. Well, he already well quit. I guess he quit. Lana's, Lana's like, oh, no, Clark just becomes a different person once a year <laughs> for a week. He's done this before. <laughs> At least he didn't run off to Metropolis this time. Yet. And at least he's not wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses. Looking like a real cool guy. <laughs> now okay. he's just a business casual. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel as Clark goes to the prison to visit Clark as Lionel. Oh my gosh. He threatens to kill Lex, unless Clark records himself saying the access codes to Lionel's bank accounts. Back at the barn, he learns the accounts are empty and is still seething as Lana enters. She tells him that her relationship with Jason is serious, but she's sorry he found out the way he did. He doesn't really care, but decides to play mind games with her, too. He forces a kiss on her, and she slaps him across the face as she storms off angrily while Lionel looks pleased with himself. It's a bad man. Didn't love that. It's a bad man. Not all right. Um, so, Lionel as Clark says the line to Lana something about plucking her succulent flute fruit. <laughs> and Lana, Lana has the only appropriate response to that, which is, "Don't talk to me like that." <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was, no. <laughs> take it again it's funny because she goes from like just fine to like how fucking dare you yeah, and you know what she's the only one that does she... he's talking like a psychopath to everyone and she's the only one who's like what the fuck was that shit <laughs> um okay Martha arrives at the prison to visit Lionel. He tells her a story she already knows about how when he was six, he super sped into the woods and got lost. 
Lionel is quotation marks. Sorry, Clark as Lionel convinces her that he is really Clark inside. He explains how the stone caused them to switch bodies and warns her of who she thinks is Clark. Part of me thought initially that like, man, she buys that pretty fast. But also, it's season four of fucking Smallville. Like, why you, you could have believed it yeah, the first time not, you said it? <laughs> she's not Johnny K. Yeah. She's not going to be like, huh? I've heard, I've heard some stories in my life. A transference? Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Lionel as Clark then goes to Luther Mansion to force the money out of Lex. Through his words and actions, Lex realizes that he is really Lionel as he forces the life out of him. Lex, meanwhile, buys it pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) What is he forces the life out of him? That is a crazy way to say chokes. It must be forces the money out of him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he chokes him. Uh, yeah, Lex. I, I know he would pick up on something being wrong or right, off. Right. But like, I don't know if you would jump to. It's Clark. You must be my father in someone else's body. Clark has a very goofy like, I need $57 million now. And Lex is just immediately like, ah, a transference has taken place. <laughs> Which, I mean,. Now that we have experienced it in real life, it's not as far-fetched to you and me. No, but. no. it's. Uh, I mean, it's actually pretty... I think it's pretty common. I think anyone who just picks up a random, rare Kryptonian rock and shows it to their buddy... God, well, those things are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. Martha shows up and subdues Clark with a meteor rock, but he's but he zips away. She tries to call Jonathan to warn him, but Clark, quotation marks, arrives first and throws Jonathan across the room. Boy, does he ever... <laughs> He launches Johnny K 20 feet into all the shelves in the kitchen. Like, Johnny K's dead. Is there He's a, dead from that. Right. Is there a good reason to not just kill him? Maybe he fully intended to, because you're right. He does like... Right, yeah. Maybe he's like, this surely would murder this man. <laughs> he is not bouncing back from this. Right. <laughs> he is just in time to answer a call from Edgar. At the prison, Edgar explains that the transference is temporary unless one of the people is dead. At the same time, the convict is harassing Lionel again, Lionel quotation marks, in the common room. Once again, he calls him Trump. <laughs> Real proud of that one. Um, He fights back and a riot breaks out. So Clark fights back against this guy. He ends up like winning the fight and the prisoners start chanting, Lionel, Lionel. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love a good... And a, then a prison riot breaks out. Love a good prison riot. Yes. Um, is that where we see the Clark... Clark is Lionel. Uh, like, walking through the crowd as the needle drop plays? Oh, yeah. I think this is where the needle drop comes in. Yeah. Which is Jimmy World. Big get. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, and, uh, oh, it's real good. And Tom Welling's having a lot of fun with it. I mean, the moment is fantastic. I don't know if the needle drop is great. I know it's, it's a very it's a very Smallville needle drop, though. Yes, yeah. I really, I I had a big smile on my face when it happened, not because it was good, but <laughs> but I liked it. So, in the scene with I forgot in the scene with Lex and uh, Lionel as Clark. <laughs> 
Lex says, this isn't you talking. And I was like, oh, we were so close to getting it. <laughs> but then, then Lionel says right back, you're right. I'm not myself. It's... <laughs> do the are the writers do they have a bingo card or something like they're it's trying to get as many in as so specific <laughs> it's so specifically repeated so often that they have there must have been some sort of challenge did you ever see um there was a, a uh lonely island uh interview uh, or, or there's a video and it's stitched together of all the junket interviews from Popstar where they tried to fit in Jimmy Fallon into as many interview questions as possible. Uh, just bring bring everything, if at all possible, back to Jimmy Fallon. Uh, and Great. then on The Tonight Show, they played a super cut of every time. Uh, and I have to assume there's something similar here of like, get it into the episode. Get it into the episode. <laughs> like, not yourself. Not yourself. <laughs> Okay. Where was I? Do 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 do. Okay. Lionel as Clark uses the opportunity to approach Clark as Lionel and picks him up by the front of his prison uniform. Uh, and it says parentheses orange jumpsuit and white slip on sneakers. Thanks, Wiki. What are what is happening? <laughs> what a random detail very important the two argue and clark as lionel grabs his hand clutching the stone their spirits transfer back into their rightful bodies clark drops lionel and the stone and speeds away dazed lionel notices the liver splotches on his hand have disappeared great great news for lionel great news for Lionel. i didn't catch that at first um but uh, and uh, John Glover appears to be crying here. Uh, it's real good. It, yes, it's yep. real good. Yep. Back home, Martha and Jonathan inform Clark that Lionel as Clark quit the football team and upset both Chloe and Lana. This is funny. It's good. Clark explains that he was drawn to the stone just like he was as Kal-El. He tells them about the altar in the caves and about how he believes the stones are meant for him to find they warn him of lionel since he knows his secret but clark remarks that lionel is dying also uh when we come back to lionel turns out he forgot everything memory loss yeah <laughs> memory loss i thought that was cheap i didn't like that's my one market guy i didn't like it i thought they should well, have committed to if it he, if he has memory loss clark has to have it too i that's like unless well he's kryptonian so it's fine fuck you yeah, it's cheating. It's cheating. Although, one could argue, perhaps Lionel is lying about not remembering. That's true. That's a Lionel move. Yes. So, maybe. But I'm going to put memory loss because at least he claims to have had it. He certainly couldn't uh, in the... in the, Well, you see, a transference took place. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Unless he was talking to Lex, and he'd be like, yep, I believe it. Do you think our transference uh, it will fix any of our uh, medical anomalies? Oh, that would be sweet. But I think then one of us would have to be super-powered first. Fuck. Oh, got it. Yeah. That doesn't just come with the territory, yeah. But then it doesn't make sense, though. I guess if he went to Clark's body and came back, maybe he carried a little of it with him. That's what it was. 
Oh, do you, do you have an issue with the magic person with the magic consciousness changing rock? <laughs> Is it not lining up for enough for you, Brian? Uh, at school, Clark tries to patch up his friendships with Chloe and Lana, who are still furious. Chloe suggests he get psychological help, and Lana angrily <laughs> asks him to keep quiet about her and Jason, not realizing that Clark didn't know what Lionel did as Clark. Um. Chloe recommending psychological help is maybe not handled with the delicacy we would now. <laughs> what does she say? Refresh my memory. I mean, it is just very like, I think you need to find some help. Psychological help. And it's just like, it's... <laughs> okay, and, Chloe. And It's Clark's response of being like, I don't need to speak to... I don't need to talk to someone. And it's like, well, Clark, you might want <laughs> Clark, that might actually be the only window out of here that like <laughs> She's giving you a chance, yeah. We're out of Although, plausible things here now. <laughs> you think of all people Chloe would understand the the, the body swapping thing. Yeah, right. I think you could just <laughs> And also sh- sh- Clark or Lionel as Clark called did call her Miss Sullivan. Right, right. You literally, there have been, in the first season alone, there were like 24 meteor freak incidents at this high school. You yes, can't. yes. Clark, you could explain this without having to tell her what you know about the meteor rock uh, or the, crypt- the Kryptonian rock or Lana whatever. Lana too. Also, There's no. <laughs> also, Le- yeah, Lex knows. Right. Just be like, hey, Lex can vouch. Right. <laughs> was in my body for a day. Yeah, this is a non-issue. I think yeah, you can even agreed. go to Jason Teague and just go, yeah, Lionel Luther took over my body. Welcome to Smallville. This happens sometimes. Did you hear about <laughs> Bug Boy? <laughs> no, because we're too busy hearing about the 30 other people that tried to kid- that kidnapped and tried to kill Lana. Did you hear about the um, axe last year? <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid who shot you, who shot at you with a shotgun. Like last or what week. about the Remember teacher you... that kidnapped you and tried to burn you alive and then the mm-hmm. yeah that um mm-hmm. but this is a non-issue because everyone's gonna forget about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Clark goes to see Lex, who immediately threatens Clark with the four-barrel pistol. As Lex knows Lionel could be inside Clark's body, he must have proof it is Clark in Clark's body. Lex asks Clark about Jesus. Lex asks Clark about what the two joke about concerning the day they met. Lex gives Clark some background, and Clark wonders out loud about the twenty questions. What? I one what? Lex gives Clark some background, and Clark wonders out loud about the about the 20 questions routine about the grilling the interrogation he's receiving from Oh Rex. gosh it's that's very... the wording here um but okay. also Clark Clark seems stunned that Lex would maybe want to be sure <laughs> Yeah right uh, Yeah Clark a little more understanding <laughs> Lex won't have any stalling and again threatens Clark with a gun. Clark, realizing Lionel, also upset, did a number on Lex, backs off and replies, he told you to drive slower. Basically, that's so confusing. Lex is like, what did your dad say to me? Right. 
when uh, I almost killed you and drove you, you know, the car accident, the, the pilot, and uh, he told you to drive slower. Right. Lex drops the pistol and welcomes Clark back with a hug, by the way. It doesn't say that, but they give a, an embrace. Right. Lex Clark shippers make that up with their me. YouTube videos. Me, me, me. <laughs> make them kiss. <laughs> While Lex wonders how it all happens and Clark again plays dumb, this time Lex doesn't push it. <laughs> the wiki says, parentheses, friendship. I, <laughs> there's somebody new taking over here, I think, <laughs> on the Smallville wiki, and I'm a fan. Uh, oh, this time Lex doesn't push it. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to thank Clark for for saving him as otherwise it would have been him locked away in prison dying of liver failure clark asks favor of lex help edgar out of prison after asking a few questions lex agrees to try and get an innocent man out of prison this is this is hard in your body reading this it's difficult I mean, it's always hard when I do it every week, but it's especially <laughs> hard now. Yeah, well, I'm really, I'm really appreciating the uh, oh, yeah the rest of yeah. it there. At the prison, it is confirmed that Lionel's liver has indeed healed itself, and Edgar is released. He climbs into a waiting limousine to be greeted by Bridget Crosby, played by Margot uh, Kidder. Margot Kidder. Who collects the crystal of water from him? I assume that's the rock, the Kryptonian thing. It's fucking the second you bring and like I'm a D and D guy, so like don't get me wrong, I've thrown in my share of fucking magic rocks. It's silly every time. Yeah, <laughs> just silly uh, MacGuffin rocks. Don't get me wrong, love them, use them all the time. But <laughs> the one thing that the wiki didn't mention, and it's very important, is that at the end of the episode, Lionel says a line which leads us into the next phase of Lionel, which is the born-again Lionel, one of my favorite Lionel phases. Uh, basically, he implies that he has, because Clark was in his body, he has felt that uh, something like, what did he say, like uh, some good has been in him or some... Right, right, right. Some presence has been in him and it has changed him. Right. Uh, and now we are entering a phase where... You know, Lionel claims to be a changed man and basically wants to be a good person now. Um, whether or not that's true or whether or not he sticks to it, I will not spoil here, but he does. That's that's the next phase. Brian, I'm so excited you seem to have gone. Normally, you're the one excited about what's upcoming, or normally I'm the one excited about what's upcoming for, for Lionel right. and remembering the show, because I've seen it several times. But you seem to, while well, you've been spending time, because oh, because all the DVDs are there. Got it. Got it. So you went, you did yes, some research. Exactly. And you got all that Yes, the DVDs are here. I also got that commentary track. I mean, it's just so much more convenient. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It all adds up. It all adds up. Um, let's see here. Good episode. Great episode. Kinda, one know, of the best ones we've seen, yes. Kind of feel like, you know, it's one of those ones, like, when they're really good, I feel like we just kind of breeze through the uh, the recap. Like, yeah. There's not much yeah. to say beyond, it's good. It's a good episode I mean, of Smallville. Episode of the year nominee candidate, probably I, winner at this point. I, I, up there. I think this would be a tough one. To, man, season four uh-huh. is a banger. Yes, dude. absolute Gosh. banger. I also had the thought today that maybe we should do um, 
in addition to MVP, best single episode performance. Sure. Oh, sure. That's a good idea. New category because because Tom Welling. This yeah. This is this is. And Tom doesn't have many awards. (laughs) No. Does Tom have a single win? Transference is the process in which thoughts, qualities, or powers are passed from one being to another. Great. There was also a whole thing around Uh, the transfer of money. Ooh, I didn't even pick up on that. Let's see. That's because you, Brian, are an idiot. And I, Zach, am very smart. As Clark is not in possession of his body, this marks the fourth time that he has lost his abilities. The other losses <laughs> occurred in Leech, Perry, and Asylum. I don't think uh, being transferred counts as a loss of powers. I mean, he was in someone else's body, and he didn't have the powers. I mean, I guess. I guess. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll take the L. The prisoner who plays Who Wants to Beat a Millionaire <laughs> is the same <laughs> as the one who shaved Lionel's head in Covenant, as you can see his tattoo in both episodes. So oh, that's wow. what he owes him the $10,000 for, is for shaving his... <laughs> right, of course. Very yeah. expensive haircut in prison. The, oh my god, this is the best one. The prisoner refers to Lionel as Trump, probably a reference to the former president, Donald Trump. Probably. Chances are pretty good. I don't know. I think this might be stretch of the episode. <laughs> uh, on the season four DVD, John Glover and Tom Welling revealed that while shooting this episode, John Glover would act out scene while Tom Welling observed. They would then switch places and Welling would take Glover's mannerisms. I also know that on the DVD, they revealed that Tom Welling would not act out the scenes for John Glover as he did not want him to. Do you think Tom Welling was offended by John Glover's impression of him? I don't know. <laughs> do you think Tom wanted to do the scene so that John Glover could imitate him? Do you oh, like yeah, oh, that'd be know. a fun thing they did for each other and was a little offended when John Glover didn't want to do that? Yes, almost certainly. Almost, almost certainly. certainly, right? Is this a question we have to ask them when they get this episode yes, on Talk Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. Da, 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 da. If you pause at 1947 when the two cheerleaders are about to pass Lionel Clark, I don't like the start of that sentence. <laughs> Where's this going? The classic Superman shield symbol is visible on a Join the Pep Squad poster. Oh, weird. That's more obvious than we usually get. <laughs> well, you have to pause it. Got it. Although so that Lionel means canonically. Part- so that means canonically, Superman is just wearing the shield from his high school. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Although Lionel is in Clark's body at the time, this marks the first time that he and Lana have been depicted interacting with each other. Wow. wow. John Glover and Lana Lang, no scenes together till now. Huh. That's kind of crazy. And still I'm not. Digging. Lionel and Lana have interacted, but John Glover and. Uh, yeah. Christian they Kirk, will. I suppose they will. All right. Espe- definitely, they interact a lot more when uh, Lana marries Lex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, I think that's it. Good episode. Great episode. Great episode. Great episode. Oh my gosh. Um, if, if this were a bit that we were doing, yeah, it would make sense if we ended the bit now at the end of the episode. Like if, you know, we got our back into our normal bodies. So I, well, obviously this isn't a bit. This is not a bit. Right. So that's not no, a thing that. Not. But I no, do. I wouldn't joke about. I wouldn't joke about this. So for this very real situation that we're in, I do. I have thought of an idea, something that might actually help reverse a, a retransference, if you will. Oh, okay. May I ask the Smallville gods? <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes, you fucking genius, Sacro with a big dick. You are a fucking genius! <laughs> oh my gosh! Do uh yeah? Do you want to do you want to cue me up? Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me see if I can do this in your body, right? Uh, Zach, do you have any questions for the Smallville gods? Yeah. Hey, Smallville gods. Uh, could you just retransfer us back into our regular bodies? Good night, everybody. Yeah! Oh, wow!